1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring. Boring, boring. Hey, okay, one thing the game
2: needs is more people like you. You, you, you. Still have grown man run around tight pants. Smokey Betts, Daniel Bard, Steve Aoki. Here's Saul This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball, is baseball, baseball isn't boring. Welcome to baseball isn't boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford. Yeah. So at dinner
0: yesterday, uh, no, no breakfast or lunch, but yeah, we'll uh, will figure it out. We have get dinner. Uh, I had some uh, seafood. Yeah, a uh, scallop risotto. That sounds good. If
1: you come to the desert, you should get seafood. It's, it, well it's flown in <laughs> fresh <laughs> from New England, it turns out. As were you. It was on your flight.
0: Yeah, nothing like the, the pitch of, you know, oysters flown in from Duxbury. And
2: Actually, how many hours do you work in
1: um, uh, A lot. <laughs> <laughs> so, but, yeah, Ian asked you yesterday, like how many pitchers you'd like to get this this off season. But you mm-hmm. also kind of need to determine who's the starting pitcher within the organization. They yep. kind of bounced Whitlock and how back from starting to you know relieving. Um, would you like a decision? Like to make a decision on you know going into the year, going into spring training, like if they're relievers or starters
0: yeah I think uh, we, we need to make a decision as early as possible because I think it informs the way that you prepare and train through the offseason uh, there's a ton of value in starting pitching you know I think we will build guys out as starting pitchers and give them every uh, every chance to to uh, to claim a rotation spot um, have yet to meet the team that has too much starting pitching depth and I think the transition is easier uh, going from the rotation to the bullpen in terms of Um, you know, kind of limiting the repertoire a little bit, lessening the workload a little bit. Um, So that's the direction that we would go if we have to, but we value those guys as as starting
1: pitchers. So, I mean, I'm sure you're aware of them. Do you have any opinion yet on what their best, like what they might be suited at long-term?
0: You know, I think we've seen flashes of success in both roles, which gives us uh, some optimism around the ability to hold down rotation spots. So, you know, I think, uh, you know, as we talk about how, how Whitlock, Pavetta and et cetera, um, you know, building those guys as starters, giving them every chance to be successful starters is what
2: makes sense. Whether they're brought in from outside or existing guys, do you have a number in your mind about how many starters you'd like to go into spring training with or even the start of the season with? Right. Difficult to, to commit to a hard and
0: fast rule. I think uh, you know generally, like I said, the transition is easier to go from the rotation into the bullpen. I wouldn't say that it's foolproof, but it, but it tends to be easier. So, to me, building out real starting pitching depth is is a huge priority. And if that means that there are uh, guys who have had some you know success in in the big leagues
2: as starters, meaning to start the year in Triple A, that's that's great. Have so. you sounded out any? Uh, guys who might be sort of you know for a types to provide that depth within the system or does that necessarily come later in the offseason after you've filled in some of the primary spots yeah uh,
0: I'd say it's a balance um, you know we need to kind of understand what we have internally and also understand who you know maybe priorities externally but potentially on like NRI our type mm-hmm. um, you know in an in, in NRI type situations fortunately we have a, a great pro staff that's working through that but it's a great point we don't want to lose sight of you know every year there are guys that are coming going to come into spring training on you know minor league deals who are going to we're going to impact uh, materials of the major league team um, that's not where our focus is right now but uh, but it's certainly something that we're not to Is on one of the guys you want to build
1: up or is he, is he available?
0: We're, we're working through that conversation. I would not commit to saying he's exclusively a bullpen guy. Um, also, don't want to uh, you know kind of make any any proclamations without having ha- had a chance to, to talk to him a little bit more. We've connected on just kind of exchanging pleasantries, but uh, over the next two weeks or so, I've kind of left it with all players that we're going to really dig in on what their development could look like through the offseason.
1: Would you be in the market for a
2: middle infield guy that could play all second and short?
0: Uh, we we could be. Um, you know, I think. Yesterday and previously, I've talked a little bit about value of maybe a right-handed hitting uh, you know, middle infielder or, or at least someone with some positional versatility. Uh, you know, I think we feel a lot better about shortstop right now than, than we did at you know, maybe, the, maybe, maybe the organization did at some other points during the season last year. Um, you know, but versatility is really, really valuable. I think we're probably more keyed in on second base, though, than, uh, than being able to play both. And ideally, it would be right-handed? In a perfect world, yeah. um, you know, I've talked about feeling pretty comfortable with with the floor there and being able to, you know, potentially spread that out around Urias, Hamilton, uh, Valdez, Reyes, um, but that shouldn't stop us from seeing if there's a like great spinoff. Mm-hmm.
1: What you say, versatility? Like second baseman, shortstop. Uh, it could be second
0: base, shortstop. Um, if, if there is a meaningful upgrade at second base that doesn't provide us versatility beyond that, that's okay, too. But I don't think we want uh, a right-headed hitter that's exclusively going to be
1: tied to the DH spot. Would you like to have somebody who just holds down second base? Like somebody who just seems like last year was kind of a mishmash of guys in and out. Would you like to just have a regular second base? No?
0: Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in in a perfect world, you you know, you have uh, everyday players at all of your positions. Um you know, and, and, and I think that gives some certainty and stability to the lineup, to the coaching staff, to uh, to, to different facets of the organization. Um, you know, I think at the same time, uh, absent that, we have to think about how we get the most production out of the roster. And if that means, you know, platoon situations in certain places, we're open to it. So
2: would it be fair to say regarding uh, how good luck Um just at this point you'd like to keep them stretched out for rotation potential and then sort of maybe spring training time figure out roles from there. Is that kind of how you're envisioning it or?
0: Uh, I'm thinking that uh, giving them every chance to get built out as starting pitchers makes a ton of sense. I think, you know, as we start to put into place uh, the the pitching infrastructure that we're working hard to put in place, um, you know, there will be opportunities to maybe like tweak around the margins, pitch usage, pitch shapes, uh, attack plans that can maybe get more more mileage out of those guys. Um, I also think just uh, having them healthy and having healthy off-seasons and, and, and anticipating healthy seasons gives us a better look at what they're capable of doing. Uh, so I'm not sure that that decision gets made in spring training. Uh, you know, My hope is they come in, they're built up, uh, they're viable rotation. Um, options and the team needs and how we best uh, kind of put the winning team on the field dictates ultimately.
1: You guys have uh, like the the reports start coming out during meeting places like this. Red Sox have met with the agent for X pitcher, right? Um, Is it a safe assumption to think that you will meet with the representatives of every uh, top starting pitcher on the market this off season?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's that's as 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 vague an answer as I would respond with, right? So I think uh, I think um, yeah, I think it's safe to say we will cast a wide net. We will talk to representatives of uh, you know kind of a host of starting pitchers. We'll also talk to teams that uh, you know potentially have controllable starting pitching and maybe have a surplus of it. Um, you know, it's it's a uh, it's it's deep. But uh, I think we need to be prepared to uh, to commit
2: to make this better.
1: In order to be a you know a legitimate contending team in twenty twenty four, do you view it as a necessity to add someone who would profile, you know as a traditional number one starter? It,
0: you know, um, it's it's really difficult to kind of speculate on what it means. Given uh, I'm still trying to get an appreciation for. What you know, kind of what we have internally, and the way guys may be able to take a step forward. Um, I absolutely think we need you know consistent starting pitching who that can hold down um, you know significant innings at an extremely high level. Um, now, how we label that, I think, it's kind of to be determined. During
1: your time with the Cubs, I think that probably the you know the highest risk uh, that you assumed in making the first starting pitcher was probably Stroman, right? I think that's probably fair to say. Um, do you view that, like, is, should we view past as prelude? Is, you know, would that be kind of a, you know, that kind of bucket of like, you know, three years in order to avoid, you know, how, how do you approach risk when it comes to uh, investments in, you know, commitments, the, the commitments required to get elite starting this year?
0: Yeah, Yeah, uh, I think we, we know that uh, it requires some risk. It, it requires a pretty significant acquisition cost. Um, You know, I think uh, we we recognize that we're willing to take that on, you know, as it is appropriate and as it is kind of the best use of resources
2: to enhance the team. From a payroll standpoint and an economic standpoint, would it make more sense if you indeed are intent on getting two quality starters to have one of them be a controllable guy that you acquire via trade rather than? Twice dipping into the free agent market? Yeah, really difficult to answer until we have a
0: better sense for kind of what, what the market's going to look like. It's possible that that is one outcome. Uh, I think the way, you know, what we need to do is prepare ourselves for all
2: possibilities. How do you assess uh, the outfield and just um, where the current group is and obviously some future guys mm-hmm. uh, coming along
0: too? Yeah, I think a, an exciting emergence of, uh, of, of young outfielders um, you know, potentially a surplus of left-handed hitting outfielders, um, but really good players who have contributed to major league wins. Um, you know, so I think we're trying to understand, uh, you know, who who are the guys that are going to be part of uh, the the core um, in the future. Who are the guys that maybe we can, uh, you know, kind of um, repurpose into, uh, you know. Um, Pieces that that will help fill voids um, in in other areas.
2: Did you get your feet wet in Chicago? Agents coming into the suite and giving you like the the hard pitch.
0: I uh, I had a lot of experiences yeah. in, in Chicago. Yeah, I think uh, many prepared me for this. Um, certainly not not all, but I have uh, I have experience. What's it
1: having got when the first time you go through it, where you're like, oh, I didn't know it was like this. I mean, with <laughs> all due respect to your situation and Bob and everything, but it <laughs> might have been a little bit different.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, everybody here um, kind of has uh, information to exchange, has a a job to do is trying to, uh, you know, kind of set a a foundation for further communication and conversations. Um, You know, I I get it. uh, And and the opportunity to learn more about the market and more about players is, is one we should take advantage of.
1: Getting to the most interesting part of the roster, left-handed reliever. Um, <laughs> yeah. you, obviously, you have some, you know, young guys like you know Walter, Brandon Walter, and Chris Murphy. But I mean, Joe is now a free agent. What do you need to add a left-handed reliever this offseason, and admit, is that important?
0: Well, it's unlikely I will come out of retirement, <laughs> uh, but um, you know, we're unlikely. <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> yeah. said like that. You know. It's it's an opportunity for us for sure. Had some you know had some success. Had had some guys kind of show flashes that that give us reason for, for optimism. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't say left-handed reliever is a priority right now. Uh, I think there's heavier lifting for us to do. Um, but, you know, I think we will, we will be opportunistic in looking for, for opportunities to Im- improve that group. And it could come from multiple places. It could come internally, guys, taking a step forward. Uh, you know, it could come through free agency or trade. Uh, and, and like we had kind of talked about earlier, it could come from, you know, more, more like a league free agency or NRI type role. Just with that, uh, Jim.
1: Both Duran and Cassis ended last season uh, injured. Have mm-hmm. any, any updates on where those guys
0: are? Yeah, so both are, are doing well in, in their rehabs. Um, Duran is kind of load-bearing, going through PT, um, you know, kind of increasing uh, in, intensity and, and volume. Uh, Cassis is, is also recovering on target, um, set to kind of begin uh,
2: hitting program in like three or four weeks. So he didn't need any sort of treatment surgery or anything? Uh, no. Okay. And have you, have you had a chance to speak to Chris Sale beyond saying hello?
0: or uh, not beyond saying hello. We've exchanged uh, multiple texts and and calls. Um, you know, and, and and like I said, I think I think my hope my hope is that those guys understand that this is a pretty busy time. of are trying to get up to speed, um, but that we absolutely anticipate over the next couple of weeks really digging in on on development plans and ensuring that they know that uh, kind of the weight of of the organization and its resources is behind
1: anything that they need. Is he um, a difficult guy to factor in,
2: given you know the injuries the last few years, the lack of work? Basically, because of injuries, or how do you kind of view him in, in looking at next season? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think
0: you know, I think what we have to be mindful of is where we are right now is staring down a you know kind of healthy offseason, which allows uh, for you know as as productive a use of this time as one can possibly hope for. Obviously, we all hope that the injuries are, are, are behind him because when he's on the mound, he's as good a pitcher as there as there is. Um, you know, is there uncertainty? Like, Sure. Um, but right now, like he's healthy and we're gonna do everything we can to keep him healthy.
2: As yeah. you uh, just dig in on learning the, the roster and what I guess have you learned or, or kind of um heard from the rest of the front office about uh, Yoshida's first season and, and particularly um defense and left and sort of maybe what the future is there for him.
0: Yeah, uh so tireless worker who wants to improve, which is a great place to start. Um, you know, and also I think if you're to look at kind of the defensive trajectory season has shown signs of improvement um, you know in terms of metrics late in the season so that gives us reason for optimism uh, you know I think uh, understanding what uh, a full major league season look like looks like is going to give him uh, a ton of opportunity to prepare maybe in, in ways that he hadn't before uh, you know our kind of performance group is working very closely with him so you know we're excited about what's coming here too
1: was that the case for you guys in Chicago with Seiya?
0: you know kind of un, un, unclear exactly, um, you know, how related those situations may be. But I do think, um, you know, one one thing is clear that we found in, like the transition, you know, it, it can't be difficult for, for guys. Um, and I think the greater familiarity that they have, the better off they are.
1: Um, one follow up on yesterday's questions about trades. Like, given that you're still familiarizing yourself with the organization, mm-hmm. trade opportunity becomes available now. Would you feel comfortable? Like, do you feel like you would feel, you like you are in a position to be able to, you know, all the, to be able to make decisions of yes or yeah,
2: no. Yes. I do.
0: Um, you know, the reality is trades are made with imperfect and incomplete information. Even if I had been here for 10 years, there's projection and forecasting involved and there's Collaboration across multiple people in multiple departments, but uh, I've done everything that I can to get up to speed as quickly as possible. Recognize that there are others in the organization who are familiar with our internal players, um, but I, I do feel comfortable executing if we have the right uh, the right opportunity in mind.
1: D- Derek Falvey said yesterday, so it took him a couple of
2: years to get past like I have to like. The paranoia of losing a trade, of and um, for you, what did you learn going watching Chicago and about trades,
1: about how they're done, and and sort of maybe getting past that that you you know it is a
0: risk. It it is a risk. I think that's exactly I think that's exactly what I learned. Um, You know, they don't all work out. If you wait for the perfect trade, you will likely never transact. Um, You know, so I think these jobs require uh, kind of. Decisiveness and boldness and conviction, um, and also the humility
1: to recognize you're not going to win every one. Jen was uh, talking about the outfield. How do you look at uh, Verdugo? Another you, know, left, left, you have a lot of left-handed hitters. He's going into the last year of his contract. Just kind of how do you look at his fit on this team?
0: yeah I mean you know his, his fit is potentially as the as an everyday right fielder who's playing gold club caliber you know defense and, and can impact the, the ball on the off- offensive side as well um, we have, have had some conversations with him feels like you know he's uh, he's committed to, to performing as best he, he possibly can um, you know uh, obviously he's he's a guy that um, you know other teams have kind of reached out on just given the, the, the situation um, but you know I don't think we're in a position to commit to to anything. Uh, You know, we have to look at every opportunity, um, you know, and every every interaction with another club or with an agent as a chance to make
2: our team better and kind of where that lands, we'll see. You acknowledge that defense is something that has to improve. Uh, In whatever meetings you had on free agent pitching, um, are you hearing any concerns about, you know, the team's run prevention in general and, you know, any hesitation on Part of guys here given your defensive struggles in the infield than elsewhere. Yeah, no. You, and do you feel like you have to sort of address that issue when you start getting more serious conversations with agents about particular right. free agent starters? Yeah, it, it hasn't come up yet. Um, you know, if, if it does, I
0: feel comfortable being as transparent with. Uh, with with them in a closed room, as I am with, with you guys in front of however many people are going to going to be privy to this information, and that's like we are actively addressing that. Uh, you know, we we do need to improve our infield defense. I think some of that again is going to come, you know, by Trevor being healthy. Season, uh, some of that will will come by you know internal guys, Damien's that forward, and see uh, kind of the the best of them on the defensive side, uh, and some of it may come through kind of actively seeking
2: external options that that raise the defensive forward. Do, yeah. do you think it could be an impediment in, intra- in attracting top uh, level free agent starters? I,
0: I certainly couldn't speak for you know, any of any of those, but I don't think so. I think uh, you know when you. Evaluate the totality of pitching in Boston, uh, you know, and uh, our commitment to um, you know, unturning un- every, you know, to turning over every stone, uh, in an effort to improve our defense. I think the combination of those things outweigh uh, any um, hesitance or reluctance that others might have.
2: In celebration of Opening Day, we've got a special episode of the Mouth Podcast for you. The theme is baseball and the surprising ways it connects people.